We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Yul Raven, Ninja Scouts, Simpson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beamdob, Monster, Icebug, Spanguin, Titus Andromedon, Dank, Zynason, Doy Chef, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Kruger, Javier Lato Play, Wisp, Zeke, Straw Cab, That Charlie, Justin, Zach, Yanni, and Darkstorm Dota. If you'd like to join the list of patrons, head on over to WeLikeDota.com and follow the links to our Patreon. We Like Dota episode 361 TI-10 live special starts now. We are here in my house. I am uh, Turbos Flamas Seasonings, uh, your host today, Jim. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I'm joined by people from three separate Dota podcasts. Uh, in my home right now, we have... Arsenity from Fourth Spirit. Greg from various podcasts. Nick from Bottle Crow Reborn. I do the two podcasts where we don't talk about Dota 2, so don't... Don't come looking to us for Dota 2. <laughs> Sam from We Like Dota, but the, the Strelling one. <laughs> Not the Ursa Are you Sam. two or one? Well, there's also the, the, the Plaid Pirate, so oh, yeah. there's a lot of Sams here. And Titus Andromedon. Wow, Bob breaking up the, the voice acting. Yeah, from the patron list. Um, we all came over to my house. Uh, I hosted a TI watch party. Uh, we watched... Uh, we woke up in time for the grand finals. We did not catch the lower bracket finals since they were at like 3 o'clock in the morning or something. Uh, we drank a lot of coffee. Uh, we've had a lot of food. I think it's been a pretty good time. Uh, Sam joined us today. Uh, Sam Trilling. He showed up literally five minutes after the grand finals ended. Uh, and then we spoiled it for him. Um, so he was on his way here. Uh, but I, I hope he has an enjoyable time. We just played a very fun game of Dota. Um, that's, that's a way to say it. Dota. Yeah, we played a, a game of Dota. <laughs> uh, we may play a few more. Uh, let's like, talk about our experiences for this weekend. And Dota. And yeah. Dota uh, this weekend. Uh, how about Ursi? Why don't you start from, from sure. Fourth Spirit? Sure, yes, Ursi from Fourth Spirit. com slash Fourth Spirit. I don't have too many interesting things to say. I had a very pleasant time. Not a lot, like, no, no excitement. It was just pleasant. It was fun. It was nice. Jim's house is lovely. My drive was easier than I expected. Because um, last time I came to a house that I thought was Jim's, but was actually Bob's, um, <laughs> it was much worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the house was worse. The house yeah. was perfectly lovely. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm just relaxing. I um, wish I had literally anything interesting to say here, but I got nothing. I'm content. Uh, very good. Greg, do you have anything interesting to say? I'm Please. also content. Uh, I do have one minor concern with the house, though, and it's that I'm absolutely terrifying your dog, and I feel terrible about it. The poor thing is just, like, cowering in fear of me, and I've done nothing wrong, but... Uh, it, it is comical, <laughs> the extent to which my dog is terrified of you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think of myself as a, a soft, caring individual, and this dog is just terrified of me. Dodo's good, food's good, all that other stuff, and it's great to see people. But that's about it for me. 
Yeah, we are not uh, brutalizers uh, and abusers of animals here at WLD. She is upstairs curled up on my daughter's bed. So she's... Has been there for the whole series. She's been there for the whole thing. She woke up this morning, but... (laughs) Just refuses to come downstairs. Mm -hmm. Nick. Had a great time. Jim is a lovely host. Five out of five on Airbnb for sure. Mm. uh, Under no sort of duress. I was blessed to sleep with uh, the dog in question last night. Just... Never experienced such a, a literally cuddly animal, as in like a, a needy animal in your bed that wants to cuddle with you. It was great, you know. Five stars for the next uh, the next guest, I guess. All right. Yeah. I've been here for uh, about two hours, and um, <laughs> the, the the experience was nice. I walked through the... I didn't even walk through the door. Jim said, do you know? Um, I said, no. He said, do you want to know? I said, not really. And so we turned off the TV, and I walked inside, and we all sat around anxiously waiting for the TV to be back on. And um, I figured out that, uh, you know, a certain team won that we'll talk about later, um, maybe. Were we, were we getting into the into TI yet? Or? We're definitely going to talk about how Team Spear won TI. Oh, well, yeah, we're going to talk about it, but I, don't, I didn't know if we were going to build up to it. If any of you were listening to this episode before Sunday uh, in the Grand Finals, we apologize. <laughs> yeah, I just... But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm the type of person who watches Ti like later on, and so if I weren't coming here, I somehow have remained so somehow unspoiled. You, you wouldn't consume Ti content, but you would consume WLD content because that's how much of a dedicated supporter you are. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I, he, has, he has the correct priorities. Yeah, yeah I, and I need to sit down and watch the games. You know what I mean? Before I before I spoil myself too much, but I'll listen to podcasts about them, of course. So that's fine. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Bob. It's great to be back at Casa del the Gym. Yep. I almost doxed you. Yeah. Um, but I did not. Um, yeah, Dota was great. Um, the uh, International was great. Um, it's always good to watch stuff like that with a bunch of people so we can kind of talk about it as it's going going on and bounce ideas for new heroes and new uh, patches and things like that off of each other. Um, yeah, 10 out of 10. Great, thanks. Uh that was, I don't know, it's like I'm on a work call. Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, let's turn to uh, Professor Greg. What, anything stand out from, from the games that we watched today? Or so you took a nap during, like, the first two, understandably, to get re-energized? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm on record of saying this many times, but I tend to fall asleep while watching Pro Dota, which is why I don't watch a lot of Pro Dota, unless I'm planning on taking a nap, because then it's, like, an instant, like, right, I'm going to go to sleep, put on a match. Um, but being that it was approximately 7am, and the first two games were kind of boring, I've slept through a good deal of the first two matches. Um, <laughs> you didn't miss much. Yeah, and I slept through parts of the other ones also. Um, but that's just me, that's my relationship with Pro Dota, is not a good one. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys will all comment more on the uh, actual pro games, but for me the highlight was the all-star and the caster match uh, beforehand. The all-random deathmatch stuff is just, you know, Wacky fun Dota, that's more of my speed. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved the match uh, yesterday, too. Both of them were really good. Mm. Uh, you know me. I, I'm not good at real Dota, so I don't like, you know, real Dota. <laughs> <laughs> but watching casters play all right oh, yeah. death match, that was pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what they do for the cheese. I didn't see the one yesterday. But it was great to see, because on Botoko, for years, we, we had a whole segment on determining what Roshan's cheese was. Mm. And we eventually figured out it was Manchego or something. Because it, it had Gouda. like, but Gouda doesn't like have holes like that. 
Oh that's yeah, the that's problem. right. The, the, there was the, like the they brought out. I think Jackie Mao took a bite. Shiver took a bite, and then somebody else. And based on like those three years, we pieced together and the appearance all the like all a, the, the clues. A Dahmer. So sometimes have those like. Well, they had a specific cheese at the final caster game today, okay. which well, was, was which was today, well. Wait. That's what we're not sure. So it looked <laughs> it was unbranded, of course, not sponsored, but it looked like mini baby bell cheese wheels, the red wax dipped little. Mm-hmm. Tiny wheels of cheese, but some of them were, you know, cut open very carefully, you know, quartered, yep. and so everyone took a quarter or two of their their victory cheese. But they could have gotten a special run of Roshan's cheese dipped in wax by by Baby Bell. So there wasn't, yeah, there weren't any reviews. We could probably like tweet at Sheepo, maybe. Yeah, ask yeah, her like how it. She took two. Right? Yeah. yeah, we'll find whoever has the least followers and tweet them. Yeah, interact with you. Well, yep. She about has watched one episode of We Like Dota. And if she took then. two pieces of cheese, she's the best suited to tell us what it was. Yeah, <laughs> she did. She, would, she did return for second. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I still have yet to watch the games, obviously. But I, like, <laughs> like what, like, I just, I, I can't even believe that this like, kind of has culminated to a, a Team Spirit victory. Yeah. And, I mean, it's obviously been, like, seven or eight years since TI3 that, um, the CIS team was in the qualifiers, or it was in the was in the grand finals. I mean, sorry, and won. Um, and yeah, I have been following Team Spirit since the open qualifiers, and I'm like, they looked like an interesting team, but not one that was particularly strong. But I think they've just grown through this tournament and like really finished on like a strong leg. Like the past, like the past, like three or four days, maybe five days, like whatever the, the, the full extent of the main qualifiers was, they've just been on a hot tear and um, have looked like they're just playing a different game, kind of. Like, it's their own game. It's not yeah. the rest of the meta, necessarily. They might be picking meta heroes, but like they're they're implementing it different ways. And like finding <clears throat> late-game timings to hit that seem kind of out of reach in a lot of games. I don't know. They, they just have a different way of processing um, than I think the top teams. People said they were like playing, well, especially this series, they were playing like LGD, like Wings, just, you know, pick stuff and play well with it. You know, pick what you want. Yeah, I think... It, just have fun. I think there's a, there's a CIS quality in, like, if the lanes make sense, like, you're not just going to, like, get rolled instantly. And there is a timing that's going to line up. Team Spirit, I think, like to prefer, like, the 25 to like 40 minute window like that's where they like to like hit their stride and i don't think that uh at least i mean i didn't watch all of the games from ti but the ones that i were able to to watch or listen to their like early games were like kind of working up to that point and it was like a bit of a a modge podge um and it's just uh it's just been a treat to watch honestly because like the execution in late game team fights is like just really, you'll really like clean. The, you'll like the uh, you'll grand final games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you could sleep through the first 30 minutes and all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then the team fights are amazing. And especially the first two. The first two were, I mean, real snooze fests, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. um, but then, then three and four were constant action. And well, then, of course... Well, three was a certain kind of action. Relatively. <laughs> yeah. Relative action. And then, um, and then the fifth game was very slow and steady and cautious for like the first three quarters of it and then it just you know all hell broke loose yeah like an absolutely bonkers last five minutes <laughs> yeah that yeah, was really fun yeah I feel like in general this TI felt slower pace 
compared to other ones. Yeah. And I don't have literally any data or numbers to back that up. <laughs> but I feel like in the past we've had more kind of hectic, um, early game defining, kind of aggression defining, roaming based um, oh, yeah. metagames and matchups. Yeah, with constant this, fighting. Exactly. Yeah. And this one, whether it was because of the hero choices or because of just like, you know, the way that balance has worked out mm -hmm. and how much money is on the map, how farm focused people are, how stack focused people are, which, which like dictates a certain amount of organization of play. Um, it just felt a little slower, right? And then we had those, like like Bob was saying, those like very poignant, singular moments, like, right, like, now there's a team fight, now there's an RP, now there's a whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of, like, just single pickoffs that amount to, like, map control, but from a viewer perspective, don't amount to, like, a, like, crescendo. Yeah, right? especially if that doesn't work and the Earthshaker doesn't press Echo Slam for yeah. half an hour. Yeah. 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 Or, or yeah. Once, once during the entire yeah. game. Yeah. The pickups were like, Collapse would pick someone off, they'd kill them instantly, and PSG were good enough to not expose anyone else. And Spirit tried, but they didn't overextend, and so he'd pick someone off, and then you'd like, doze for two minutes, and then something else would happen. And it was all, it was well-played dough, though, they're just it was boring to watch. Yeah. For a lot of it. Yeah, man. Oh, I was going to say, I, I don't know about specifically about the Grand Finals, um, but a lot of games, this TI, felt like... Especially the, the like hotly contested tight ones, where like you would you would have like moments of tension, like where a pickoff happens or something, but there was not really a lot happening until like one fight just kind of like breaks out in favor of one team or the other, and they would just like cleanly like end the game like right away, or like you would have these like these back and forth fights, and and like there would be like a moment of silence, kind of like where like the map settles, and as soon as that like map control is lost, like as soon as that high ground is broken, I feel like a lot of games just got out of control. Like there's so many so many EG, so many VP games that like in the late game just like like 180 yeah. out of nowhere because of all like out of one fight, and I feel like it's been like a really like flip floppy like late game focused uh, TI. So that's just I can see that the uh, PSG at one point. In game three, discovered Spirit's uh, Kryptonite, mm -hmm. which is Undying. Mm -hmm. uh, because apparently the Spirit players can only right-click on Undying. Or left-click with spells. Or left-click with spells. Yeah, and know. so, like, they would just ignore every other hero that was doing anything. And they'd start the fight by all jumping on Undying, and then they'd use their BKBs and TP out. And then you'd have another two minutes <laughs> dozing off, and no one died. Yeah. <laughs> and this kept happening, and then they banned Undying in game five and they won. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first two games when um, LGD picked IO, oh. I think IO was a big loser of, big loser of, of, of the grand finals. Yeah. It just, um, you know, really took up a, a hero slot, didn't really bring anything to the, to, to anything. They evaporated very quickly in fights, and then they pick Undying the next two games, and... And win pretty handily. I, I think I have a theory about that too, where, like, uh, I don't want to get too far into this, but, like, Io is kind of like this committal hero where, like, when you have Io, the game is totally different, right? It's like one of your cores is like 30 to 40% stronger. They have, like, an, an instant save that's hard to get rid of that's, like, that's like not guaranteed, but is very strong. Mm -hmm. Whereas like when an undying is on on the field versus off the field, it's like just a tombstone, right? Like if your undying is dead and they are pushing high ground, you're not like, oh no, there's no way we're gonna be able to hold this. Our undying is dead. You know what I mean? Whereas like if, <laughs> if you're missing an IO and you have a less rack on your team, you're like, 
guys, we, we don't have a second reset to this fight. And that's Team Spirit's, like, their, their high team fight execution was, like, is really good when you have five very important heroes that, like, have to work, like, in complex layers on top of each other because they'll, they'll take one out. And you'll, they'll, they'll create chaos and they'll rip apart these fights for enemy teams. And then they make one or two poor decisions that just collapse the game immediately. Yeah. Whereas when you have an undying, that's just like, it's like a spirit breaker. Just throw them in the front line, let them get blown up. Who cares? It's, it's, it's spells that are being used. It's time that's being used. It's like you, you create order in the death of undying because it also you are. doesn't really work because undying doesn't die. Yeah, that's it. Doesn't it. Die, yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. And and the, and the tombstone stays <laughs> after ever. death and just creates a better fight for your team, like upon his death, right? Especially in a late game. Mm-hmm. So that's like I think a a great way of like diffusing these like late game team fight uh, lineups. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to have like two heroes that their main asset is healing, right? Obviously, tombstone is big, but ultimately, the healing is the undying thing, and how. Kind of like Sam was saying, the IO is much more of a known factor, where like he does a very, or it does a very specific thing and performs a specific task with specific cores, whereas Undying is free to heal up and save other supports, or free to heal up the offlaner, or, or what have you. Um, so IO is much more locked into like a buddy system. Mm-hmm, yeah. uh, and obviously there are a ton of advantages to that when you're running something like IO Tiny, but in none of the games I feel like we saw Io paired with anything that was worthy of that level of commitment that wasn't then also, like, de- uh, like deal-withable. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, we saw Io... Their combo never worked, yeah. Yeah, they like, were we saw Io latch onto people, but then, like, I would just get separated because he'd get, like, tether, or he would get Magnus pulled, like, you yeah, know, or a thousand or miles away. or whatever. And then yeah. they just kill him anyway. Or, yeah. like, yeah, you know, they just kill the same person a little more slowly. Yeah, and I mean, if you're looking for, like, healing on a team, like you said, like, Io does healing and Undying does healing, having a support that can survive and still continue to heal during a fight where, like, Undying does that, like, as Nick said, Undying doesn't die, and Io just evaporates as soon yeah. as a team fight yeah. starts, then there goes your healing, your 4v5 with no healer. Yeah, my, so here's a hot take for you about, like, <laughs> I think that a little bit of healing that's like periodic is way better than regular healing that's often. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say known voodoo restoration he- hater. Well, uh, <laughs> well that's, that's actually like an exact like Yeah, it, like, I mean, I to the that second part. Somebody that's offering consistent regular healing, then that's accounted for by the opposing team, and then that also like structurally limits the other abilities of the hero, if that's like their thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're like Undying mm-hmm. has like a bunch of different nuanced and weird... I can't believe I'm saying so many nice things about Undying. Um, <laughs> Undying. But he does a lot of things other than healing, and their healing is, in, is not indirect, but it, it has like determining factors. It's not just like, oh, yeah. it heals for so-and-so. It's not it, set. It's not set. It's like, right, like in this situation, he heals for more. So from an enemy accounting standpoint, they don't know... The exact know, amount. Exact amount. They can't ballpark it. So, well, and it's a whole different, uh, like... It's like having a bonus creep wave versus ha- like doing a little bit of damage in a uh-huh. creep wave with a here or something. It's You're not trying to outplay with skill by having Io continuously heal one person yeah. in lane or whatever. It's, al- yeah. it's also ironically better when you have enemy heroes clumped up, obviously. You know what I mean? They're all going on one target. Undying's gonna like uh, one, you know, one unit and it's gonna be a huge heal bomb. Yeah. So. I just think that's neat. Like, I like that kind of sporadic instance. I feel like also as Dota becomes like a more well-balanced game over the years and becomes mm-hmm. a more kind of 
mean, people have greater mastery of the game, just like at every level, right? Like a 2K player now is better than a 2K player from five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's going to be better than a 2K player from, or, or yeah, and so on and so forth, right? So people need to have more littler things. They need more nuance. They need to take advantage of that, whether you're at a pro level or at a casual level. Yeah. And so a hero that is solely doing one thing, great, fine, but there's going to be a lot of advantages that come along with having a hero that's a bit more versatile in terms of their skill set, in terms of how you can use them. Mm-hmm. If the draft change, if the game changes, and suddenly you need something different, I was not going to do anything different. Like, you pick the healing saving guy, so best of luck. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you're getting Vision, which was the big defining factor of this TI draft-wise. You get Vision out of Undying, and that's going to, that works in concert with a lot of heroes that both teams were drafting. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another huge one, right? IO Ball Vision is, like, lame. They, they got a bunch of that early, and, you know, Cash was like, oh, they have so much Vision, they could do so much, but they didn't do anything. And yeah. then IO died, and it, you don't have Vision if you're dead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it turns out. Like, unless you're undying, in which case you have Vision when you're yeah. dead. That's, that's a good point. And you have a talent that gives you extra Vision when you're dead. And like, an extra life, so yeah. that you're not dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although none of our, kind of surprisingly, but none of the Grand Finals games went very long. Like, all of them were yeah. in that, like, 30 to 40 range, like, mm-hmm. at most, right? Yeah. Sounds so, great. we didn't hit any of that, like, you know, crazy, super late game. And I think that was due to the drafts of the teams, obviously, right? When you're picking nonsense, like, like in push drafts, it's like, yeah, of course the game isn't going to go to 60 minutes. But, yeah, some personal draft bias coming into play. Yeah, it seems like the, like, in game five, maybe, I don't know, maybe they were just too cautious and making sure they didn't want to lose... Uh, the match, PSG, mm-hmm. they had their uh, rock dog with tiny lichen, and he bite him, and like at least twice, I think he bit him, and he did it himself, and they run in, and spirit scattered. Like, they yeah. it, they didn't see the, the return on that. Yeah. And like, you're used to them doing it at just the right time, and then like wiping the other team. But this time, like, they did it in such a way that, maybe a little farther away, Maybe not quite as committal in case something goes wrong. Well, Spirit would probably read it better. And even the caster's yeah. like, uh, well, seeing two minutes, guys, when they've got the bite back up. Huh? Yeah. It, it is a little bit weird with the, with the tiny lichen stuff, is that like this this ultimate doesn't function differently on tiny, really, than it does on lichen. So it's countered by the same thing, which is just splitting up in different directions, because yeah. it's limited by, like, what, the 30 seconds or something, like 20, mm-hmm. 30 seconds it, with the talents and whatever. So you just don't have enough time to kill all the heroes. And if you only kill two heroes on that cooldown, you know what I mean? You're yeah. blowing everything on all both all of your heroes, BKBs. Like, you have to wait another minute or two to reset, and everybody's up. Yeah, so. and they didn't have that much CC, especially in Game 5. Um, mm. LGD didn't. I mean, they had, like, yeah. Tiny Avalanche, X. Well, even when they did, it. it felt like they didn't, because Toronto-Tokyo... Like, the first two games, the reason why Io sucks was because somehow the combo just never killed him mm-hmm. we're like wait he's not he's not dead yeah. just like uh collapse a bunch of the time it's just like oh toronto's just oh he's in the back line killing him but he's not off the screen because he's dead right. even when they had morph shaker they like never did anything with that yeah they that got was... like maybe two uh double fisher one double fisher moment mm-hmm. that didn't do anything it's like a 35 minute game yeah literally at the, the very end dead. yeah yeah, that was an odd game. Can we uh, can we talk about who we think the MVP, the player that is the MVP of the Grand Finals is? Because it's unanimous. I'm sure. Oh, we I think it's yeah. unanimous. Yeah, collapse was just everywhere. He was he was the Roy Kent of uh, <laughs> of Team Spirit, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, 
you just couldn't escape his Magnus. I mean, once he if he got Magnus, he was just you know deleting people. He hit twenty minutes, got his shard, had a blink. If like he had enough team members with him, it was like on blink cooldown. You got to kill because yeah. he blinks in, he horn tosses, he skewers out, he waits for those cooldowns to come back up. Literally, he would do that like he did that four times in a row. Some games, yeah. yeah. It's like wait, surely you know what's coming next, guys. The Magnus <laughs> is gonna blink it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't, and he didn't have like some like he had a very cons- not conservative. But I guess it was kind of unusual, but he just went in most of these games. Right, Arcane's mech blink. Like, he didn't even have, like, you know, when he's like, he wasn't second, looking to do that. Yeah. And then a force staff, like, I'm just going to grab all of your heroes all the time. Yeah, yeah. his job wasn't to do the damage. His job wasn't to do yeah. the kill, it was to bring people to the team so they could eat them. He would buy Aether Lens after disassembling his arcanes. Yeah. There was one point, like, game two or something, where I swore, like, we saw a seven second skewer. Because it just kept going. It was back to the fountain or oh, something. Yeah. We're just like going, going. Oh, it's still it's still, okay. Now it's going so far. I think you said you could take a long sip of coffee. During yes, the because <laughs> we were talking about how they're not cooldown limited. It's like right. He could just horn toss, set his skewer to go, and be like, okay, and oh, time to press the RP button because yeah. he would just find people from like seemingly five screens away and just eat them away from the team. Yep. Yeah, we had success with that. <laughs> we we played a number of games. There were other games in which we did not have success. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, congratulations to all of those people, <laughs> those are our opponents. But we played a couple of successful games last night. Yep. Yeah. And we discovered that uh, Greg and Bob are the reason Dude, anything good happens guys. in yeah. the stats. <laughs> Although we lost that game that you're talking about, where uh, me and Bob. Well, there were like two other ones that were there. Like <laughs> yeah, Bob would just to... drop the ward, and I was like, "Why are you?" Oh, they're all dead now. Okay, because <laughs> yeah, I don't that, notice a um, yeah that that was the game. Doctor dispersion, whatever. Yeah. yeah, that was that was that was the game that I died sixteen times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was high that value deaths. Yeah, exactly. You were being targeted clearly because of your impact. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I don't I don't know about that. Made a lot of space. Yes, yeah. yes, I did. That's <laughs> uh, Ursi's point about this healing. Greg's warlock. Yeah. I mean, I love Ben Warlock. I always uh, mm-hmm. kind of rush the shard and the holy locket and just, you know, have fun. You had a holy locket at like 15 to 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, you already have. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was carrying the game. So. Yeah. I'm feeling so healthy. Yeah. yeah, remember there was a kill that uh, that Greg got where the enemy carriage just like tried to 1v1 the golem and then <laughs> that lost. Joke, Tom? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Like, it was a juggernaut. Yeah. And I was there and I didn't like do any damage. I forget what year I was playing that game. But I showed up and I was like, oh, kill the juggernaut, whatever. And then juggernaut was just like punching a golem to death. But then, you know. Like, we were all on the other side of the map and we just hear Sam say, I've just witnessed the most embarrassing death yeah. I've ever seen. It was shameful. It, it was like watching somebody like trip on black ice. Like, oh, okay, like you just, like, this is an embarrassing moment that you think is very personal and like, oh, nobody saw this. But I watched that. Like, I saw that happen. That's how I get all my kills. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you embarrass the enemy. It's a moral victory and a monetary victory. Black Ice is a good Dota 2 name or, or username. Ooh, yeah. Maybe oh, you have to explain uh, Turbo's for boss now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, good segue. so we lost a couple games to start the evening. Um, and in the spirit spirit of Ursinity, <laughs> patreon.com slash for spirit, I decided to, for a name change, and I'll keep it at least for these couple days, uh, Greg himself brought Turbos Flamas, which is a spicy 
It's like snack? a chili lime Frito corn chip type thing. thing. Yeah. Not to it's reference snack. the other one that is that will, will not be mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we, I think, and the third ingredient in Turbos Flamas is Turbos Flamas seasoning. <laughs> So I changed my name to that, and then we won uh, two out of the next three games, yeah. which is as successful a stretch as I've ever yeah. had until, <laughs> in eight years of playing. So. And the loss was close too. Yeah. Like that yeah. loss was like sixty-five minutes, and we like just you know got out late game in the late game by like a guy with a bunch of rapiers. So it was like a fine loss. So I think we were like two point five out of three. I'd say. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that loss had nothing to do with uh, my blinking at the high ground. No, I mean, I, I did my, plenty, my fair share of throwing, too, so we're all on even We ground. have to talk about just a tap, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> just a tap. <laughs> same, same just a tap percentage. Yeah. yeah. So, like, <laughs> let's see, how do we go about this? So, this was a game that was going super long, and you were playing Dragon Knight as a three. And so we were slow sieging high ground, or rather we wanted to be slow sieging high ground because it was really hard to commit because they had like an, an ember spear with two Daedaluses and at a certain point a rapier. Two rapiers. Uh, yeah, eventually. Mars. They had a Mars, they had a lot of stuff. Um, and so my point that I was trying to get, get across was, well, Dragonite, you know, when you hit a building or when you hit anything, you have that dot damage. So you hit a building, that's just not, not just one hit, that's like multiple hits effectively. So I was saying, I was like, Jim, go for it. Just just attack. Just attack. Walk up there, you had black dragon form, so you can ignore the pathing. It's like, just one tap. Just like, fly your way up there, right-click the building, and then blink away. Or run away. Well, you, had, you hadn't expressed that. I, yeah. <laughs> the phrase was, yeah. go ahead, Jim, just one tap. Yeah. And Jim's, the, cog, the cogs in Jim's brain obviously went, where's going. my blink dagger? And, yeah. and, and, and how many times did, was this one tap requested? Three, uh, three, well, three, so three, three to three a row that led to the... <laughs> There were three different times where I said just a tap, just a tap, and then he made just a tap and then got punished for it. Well, well, you know, I mean, the last one threw, but the first two were, you were correct, because I went up, I gave it a tap, they cast like five ultimates on me, killed me, but then you killed them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were successful. And we had saves, we had like healing and stuff like that, I was playing Necrophos. We never got those ta- that tower, but we did get lots of kills. We got it real low. <laughs> real low, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hence, just one more tap. Yeah. Yeah. Would have done it. Just one more tap literally would have done it. Um, but, you know, that's just good. Two, three or four one more taps, probably. It had 276 <laughs> health, I remember. <laughs> you got a tattoo with that on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just one tap. It's a good philosophy. <laughs> you know, you gotta test the water sometimes. You gotta feel it out. Especially because I wasn't gonna do it. I was playing Necrophos. I can't hit a building for, like, my life. Um, so I was relying on you. And the next game, uh, I played Magnus against someone who was new to Dota. <laughs> <laughs> so it went better. Yeah, we, uh, we had a couple games. We had weird matchmaking last night. Yeah. Um, where we had a few games where, like, they were very visibly new people. Like, I'm trying to remember... What heroes I even played? Oh, the OD game. Yeah. The person I played against uh, what was the midlander. It was a Rubik, and he just was like confused, inept. Yeah, he was limp. <laughs> Ti ended. You know, you want to play a game? You're like, yeah. okay. I guess so. Well, it's funny because we ran into a bunch of stacks that were either like very clearly people returning because like Ti always brings people back, so they were bad. Or it was people that were like the most insane tryhards, like like executing professional like, strategies. Oh, yeah, I need to practice that way next to right. I can be the team spirit. I'm 17 and I want to win a TI. <laughs> and, and 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 their their at least their badges were were well mixed in um, 
you know, in level mm-hmm. like ours were. Yes. Um, yeah. you know, so that was that was good. But um They were perspiring first in those games we lost. I, I did, you know, the classic you have to decide what to all chat at the end when you're losing. Oh yeah. If they're really sweaty, I like the GL next round usually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I guess who was the first person? Maybe it was the Lena or something who rushed bots. Yes. BKB yes. or something. Yeah, bots like, BKB. We could pause a sec, go into the store, grab you some deodorant or something. Like <laughs> she that, she had one thing on her mind. In that game, the first two people entered the game immediately random and got did they get tiny Lena or Magnus Lena? I something like that. I was like yeah. the two hottest heroes at all yep. the TI. <laughs> they just random instantly. Yeah. It was it was something. And, you know, that's just Dota for you, right? Whenever you lose, it's because the other team is trying too hard. Exactly. And whenever you win, it's because you're really good and cool. That's my moral philosophy. Yeah. Yep. That's so just Weaver how... Lena. It was Weaver Lena. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the Weaver was divine. There were Weavers uh, in a few Oh, no, no, that was, no. Yeah, that was the the other Weaver when you played oh, Ark. Okay. Yes. And stuff, yeah. Yeah, you know, it was... That's true. Thing. You played Ark Warden with Ags, and we were at... We knew, we, we knew you were scum. Oh, we, yeah. I guess we were scum, too. Oh, yeah. no, it was... It was brutal. just like, oh, man... You hate to see I've it. I've talked about it many yeah. times, but that build, if you are like, you know, if you have a sadistic streak, or you think you might have a sadistic streak, and you want to feel it out, play Park <laughs> Warden with Ags, and it is truly, like, I had Gleipnir, what was my build, like, Gleipnir BKB Ags, or something like that, Gleipnir Bots Ags, and it is just, like, divine. It feels so incredible to just be like, yeah, the, they can't play the game anymore. Like, at one point, their counter was, I don't know if anyone else knows this, but they... They didn't even see him. They grouped up and they had their Tidehunter like walk a path through and they died to all that. That way it freed up the other people. It was like, you know, battle tactics from like the Civil War. It's like the Jews against like techies. To yeah, techies exactly. Minds. exactly. Yeah. That, so, a good techies player knows not to blow their blood there. But. Yeah. yeah, well. And so that's the kind of demoralization you can do when you simply spend 4200 gold and uh, it's, it's heavenly. It's, it's the best. And that one, I had picked Doom. And I hate it, but I had to do it because everyone does that. Did Midas Doom? Hmm. So there are points in the late game when like the creep wave would come up, and it'd be like like Midas Devour, Midas Midas. Yeah, because like, like you had two Midases, I had a Midas and Devour, and like we just oh yeah manufactured so much money. Yeah, it is. I would be curious to see in that game what like the gold graph looks like and what our like advantage was because we were just generating money, <laughs> yeah. printing money. Yeah, it's brutal. Bob's yeah, just money oh, hand over fist. Yeah, we had like a forty-five thousand gold lead by the end. Or no, no, that's win probability. Uh, net worth, we had like a thirty-five thousand. Only thirty-five. Okay. Yeah, a paltry thirty-six thousand. But uh, that was just like the perfect, you know, simple game. It was logical. It was like you know, we had a, a steady march towards success. Mm-hmm. Ti Doom style of like Midas BKB refresher orb, or Shiva's refresher orb mm-hmm. is really. Gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to the end, you're just like, I'm going to do this stuff. Yeah. And you're yeah. not going to have any fun. Yeah. You could buy, like, four Lincolns. And through Weaver, just yeah, way through it. Yeah, because I, yeah, I, I had one of them creeps that you could use. On the, <laughs> yeah. And he showed up. <laughs> and I guess he wasn't paying as close attention. I was like, T-R. <gasps> it worked. <laughs> yeah. And I, then I art someone else. And I was like, uh, now I can just take my hands off the keyboard. And yeah. Die, which I probably it's funny, in Dota, I feel like we find so many complicated ways to, like, derive enjoyment. Like, there's so many different things, like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to have this complicated build on Arc Warden, I'm going to play Invoker and hit a thousand keys. But there's so much pleasure in just playing a hero like Doom, or like, in my case, Necrophos, 
and just being like, I'm unkillable. I'm going to exist, and there's nothing you can do about it. And you get to delete another hero. Exactly. <laughs> just by the nature yeah. of you existing. It's like you're optimizing playtime, like you're at a LAN cafe, and you're just like, all right, like I'm, I paid for my hour, so I want to be hitting buttons for that hour. So you're just like, all right, I gotta live. How do I live more? I'm gonna buy a Shivas. How do I live more? I'm gonna buy a heart. How do I live more? I'm gonna buy a BKB. Um, that's like, you know, that's the experience. It's that's, awesome. Those are the have fun heroes, like Bristleback and stuff. Where yes, yeah. You just press keys the whole time. You, you're kind of living the whole time. You don't die much yeah. unless you're like really losing the game. Yeah. Nick, you took a very interesting perspective on hero choices a couple points. And um, <laughs> you chose maybe the worst heroes in all of Dota. Um, <laughs> yeah, and this was yeah. after they randomed Weaver and Lena. Right, right, like, right. What heroes weren't picked? And like you insta-locked. Earthshaker. Lone Druid. Oh, no. Lone yes. Druid. That's yeah, what it was for Lone me. Druid. It was Lone Druid against Weaver. Which Jim like... said, "Oh, they're picking all the meta heroes." It's like, or something about, "Oh, none of the non-meta heroes." I'm like, "Oh, non-meta heroes." <laughs> <laughs> Scanning the bottom line of the strength heroes. Yep. And I had a bad time because the enemies were really sweaty and tryhard. Yeah. Yeah. Not because I was bad. And then later during the grand finals, I heard someone say something about Lone Druid, the bear being killable or something. Or maybe it was just Ursi talking about it later. Yeah. And so I felt validated. Yeah, I didn't want to say that in the game because I was like, we're in person and I do not <laughs> want to be like accidentally toxic when I point out like, oh, this is why that hero is bad. But uh, yeah, that's why Lone Druid sucks is because like his bear is so killable. I know. So it, the leader was just like right clicking the bear. I'm like, come on, Lena, cut. Yeah. Wait. Oh. <laughs> he used to be yeah. not that, like very hard to kill. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like it's crazy so, armor, crazy HP. Yeah. The um the big thing, and this is kind of true of a lot of different factors in Dota, right, is as like power creep goes up, mm -hmm. certain heroes and certain abilities and certain items that are not touched get left behind. Mm -hmm. So like they kept improving LD's ability to deal damage, but they never touched its ability to take damage. Mm -hmm. And so as damage from opposing sources increases, then the bear just gets more and more killable. Yeah. And with all these like random neutral items with all these other side things, like it's more kiteable. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of issues with the bear itself and like you know channeling on recall is like a huge issue where like you can't save your bear from dangerous situations so you know if we were to maybe the transition topics if we were to think about like what are going to be the next sorry Jeff, <laughs> um if we're going to talk about like what is coming after ti that's a big one like you know rework wise and changes i don't think lundrid's going to get a rework by any means but he's going to get some change maybe they're going to make the bear skill or scale like a hero does in terms of armor, like you can't get agility on the bear, for example. Yeah. So that hugely limits the bear's ability to have any amount of armor. I just think the warlock it. I think they'll give warlock the warlock treatment again and give his like golem a base HP boost, which I think they did in seven point three zero. And I think they'll probably do that to the bear, like give like two hundred per level of summon yeah. bear or something like that. Yeah, I think they might do like because I think the cool thing about lone druid. Um, is like the sharing aspects of like oh like when he deals damage it heals the bear and when the bear deals damage it heals the hero like that's neat uh, and all like the synthesis stuff that frankly I don't understand because my co-host is the laundry guy so I purposely avoid it um, but the I could see him doing something like that I mean, or like shared stats like oh for every two armor that LD hero gets one gets attributed to the bear or something or like right, all, all auras that center from lone druid are applied doubly to the bear like that'd be cool I have the real pitch to fix lone druid which I think is that we just stop this like this hero needs to doubly farm two so bears. we can have two okay well, I was going the opposite <laughs> yes. well, I, th I think that you should just have like your item inventory should be like shared but maybe like some of the stats are like halved oh. so this way like you're 
both units actually matter every game, and you don't have to have excessively more farm necessarily. Yeah. Like something like that. And that way you can like involve the druid. Like it makes sense they have the ult this way now. It's like more than just like I don't die kind of. I think they're going to remove the bear. And for the first time, Lone Druid will truly be alone. Be alone. <laughs> <laughs> you will be forever alone. Yeah, I wonder if like they'll take because Lone not that bad in the early game. If you're like, if you're experienced with the hero, because they're so like hyper like personal experience. So like, all right, you need to know like when the damage is going to hit from the bear versus the hero and all that. I would yep. be interested to see if they made like a Agnum shard change because they've been doing that to certain mm-hmm. heroes. They're like, oh, like this hero sucks, but we're going to give them a neat, neat shard and that's going to make them good. Maybe they'll do something like that with Lone Druid. I don't know what his current shard is, and I don't... I mean, apparently it's bad, given that... I can't even remember. Um, I'm looking it up right what, what if they do the, the Chen Ags thing, Savage where they just War. take the Ags and make it oh. the shard? So that's way you can separate the bear. Yeah, the separate bear thing is incredibly lame. I think conceptually. I know Proud always hated that, and I am, like, I know nothing about anything when it goes to Lone Druid, so I'm just going to say that I agree with Proud, and that... I mean, like, it makes it interesting. The bear ratting... Like, or it makes it it's an interesting element to add to the game. I guess so. It's I annoying. They've like taken so many ratting elements out of the game that I think they would not incentivize I don't want to see them all go. And the Radiance yeah. build is lame. And like the yeah. Ags works more with the Radiance kind of split farming nonsense. So, I don't know. Good point. Yeah, so Savage Roar in power, like that's cute. But is that worth 1,400 gold at 20 minutes into the game? No. Probably not. Especially when you have 12 slots to work with. <laughs> it's like, oh, am I going to stop up for 1,400 gold when I could buy literally 12 items? Like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, maybe you get that for your 13th slot. Yeah, yeah. Or if you had different shards and eggs for the bear versus the hero. Ooh, that'd be So now you can get 7, 8, nine, uh, You could get... 14? Yeah. Uh, 18 slots. Yeah, or right? maybe... Because you both can eat two? Yeah. Here, here's yeah. my crazy suggestion is they make it so that his shard is like 1,400 gold, let's say, and then what it does is it gives you a discount at shops. So then you can fill up all your slots. This is yeah. a capital oh, Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good idea now, because he's going he's yeah. to need some help with farming. Yeah, so now 18 just, slots to fill. Yeah. So what if you can like, give your bear to the shopkeeper, which we know is like the all-powerful entity yeah. in Dota? It's the gig economy. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm going to give up my bear for a little while, but I get, you know... Return of passive income. What, exactly. what, what would bear do? <laughs> it sets your GPM to 400. You send your bear off to go work he's in the mine. rented into another game. Yeah. And you get... As a courier, that's the lore of courier. Collect, collect IP royalties <laughs> as this game grows in popularity. So there's like a slight curve upwards as, as you go. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Any other, oh, sorry, continue, John. I was going to say uh, probably the same thing you were. <laughs> Any other ideas for what's coming after TI? Uh, predictions. Yeah, give me some hot predictions. Greg. Well, predictions are the same as our hopes, right? We're not trying to be realistic. What do you hope? I hope, sorry, I hope Greg spends his shards. He's 54,000 shards. Great. Anyway, continue here. I have have 103,000. I'm going to leave. I had like a million or two million a year ago, uh, and I blew them all on one treasure to try to get those gems that they never did anything with. Why did they put those in their game? I have like 75. You need to realize how infrequently I play and even less frequently win. That, takes, that took a very long time. Yes. <laughs> He's got a nest egg saved up. So anyway, I'm sorry for my digression. It's too dear. I can't park with it now. Uh, mostly, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for the new Marcy hero for the future. Like, yeah. I don't really have, 
I mean, another new year would, of course, be cool. It's always cool. But, like, you know, the idea of uh, another new year is great. And, I, you know, some someone in our Discord said something about it being, uh, you know, hopefully all passives, which I would love. You know, <laughs> the, the ability to just run around and right-click and not worry about the other stuff, great for me personally. But, uh, no, I don't really have anything else with that. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for map. Give me a massive map update. I think we need. Jim, Jim suggested why not just stick Rochepit in the middle of the <laughs> map. He's aggroable, but you have to click on him. Yep. So if you can avoid clicking on the, the model of Roche, you just play mid normally. Yep. Otherwise, he just aggroes whoever's nearest and free for all. And what if you could stack Roche, like we talked about, right? So you just stack three Roches mid lane, and then you aggro it when they're coming to you, like you're getting dove for a team fight. Yeah. And instead of having a support DP, which doesn't happen usually, or maybe, or maybe it's like Dire Tide. Where he can roam. Yeah, he that's can right. Roam Jim, around the map. Somebody suggested he, two pits that he yeah, moves between. Yes. Or like he'll spawn yeah. at a different one. Yeah, like the runes or something. But okay. you know, he's been there for a while. I think you know his property value has probably gone up enough that he could probably he could probably move away. Yeah. Yeah. Buy a bigger house. Yeah. Now, where is what's the high value property that he's going to move to with not dying? Right. It has to be radiant. Ew, oh, I don't know. That's his a, vibe is dying. I don't know. Super I don't know shop. if that's PC. We want to be near the secret shop, and that way, like maybe we make it okay. like there's a uh, like you have to perform a trial before you're allowed to buy items from the secret shop. You have to like run through <laughs> it, take four roaches, and then run back out. And if he acts, if he stuns you by like the RNG, mm-hmm. then you get kicked out, and you're like not allowed to tr- do the trial for another two minutes. What if, what if <laughs> they secret or shop? <laughs> what if they turn the direction of Roche Pit towards the top lane and put it behind the secret shop? So he's like standing <laughs> above the secret shop, and you could like force staff through him into the Roche Pit? Like I think that would be kind really like fun. like the old Roche Pit that had the high ground area. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, That's what I'm yeah. thinking of is like the early TIs. Yeah. Yeah, I like I that. Like that. I like yeah. to return to that. Because the shopkeeper, like Roshan, is his um, his prisoner, right? In the lore, that's the reason why Roshan's there. Oh, is that true? He's a shopkeeper. Yeah, because Roshan, uh, the thing. Maybe I've watched one too many Slacks videos. I've watched one too many Slacks videos. But Roshan stole the Aegis. I think that's the lore for why it's not in the shop oh, yes. anymore. He stole the Aegis, and so as punishment, the shopkeeper like cursed him so that he's this big monster, and every time he dies, he comes back eight to eleven uh, minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> True hell. Well, yeah, you, have, you have to keep playing go there. I know the worst. <laughs> on that, on that point, what if Roshan buys some real estate elsewhere and he's out? Oh wait, a vacation <laughs> home. He, he, like after, like yeah, he respawns in a different part of the map, yeah. and like every time it cycles between the two. So this yeah, way, Bob's idea. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah sorry, I didn't. That's okay. about it. It's all right. You mentioned it yesterday. TM, TM. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Great minds think alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that would that would that might actually deal. I'm sure that Bob has said this, but it would help with the balance of like obviously the second Roche uh, for the past year or so has been really important. Yeah. So that means that the second Roche is naturally going to spawn on the other side. No, maybe it would ideally have to be random. Towards... It would have to be oh. random, like the runes, so that you couldn't predict where it was going to be. You had to check both okay. both Roche pits and and so see which add... one has Roche. Cover your ears or see a little bit of weird RNG or randomness though, like depending on they who, which, which might might be good for overall dire radiant balance, but mm-hmm. you might just like if you pick a good early Roche lineup and you also get the radiant dire um, uh, Roshan spawn, mm-hmm. then you like get this big boost. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or likewise, you pick a really good early Roche lineup and, and you, then you don't. You, yeah, you miss the one, or you make Roche spawn. You know, later in the game, 
Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't make them spawn for, say, the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't allow people to do, like, level one roast strats anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that they really do I mean, much anymore only, anyway. But yeah. Only <laughs> if you practice with Arian in the uh, Slug Club or GGS. Yeah. I think we did it once in GGS or something. Yeah, we tried. I think it might be neat also they diversify the pool of great monsters. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe the first Roche is Roche. Then the second one that that spawns is not Roche. It's like, you know, Seedra yeah. or something. What, what it, and it's like a whole different monster that is, you know, has like a different nuance to it. That That's interesting because it would take, like, physical damage dealing, like, Roche lineups, and it would actually nerf them for the second Roche mm-hmm. then in that mm-hmm. case. So you would have to have, like, a yeah. different, like, a, a, a varied lineup in order to kill it. Maybe, you know, it has high, ma- it has low magic resistance, but high armor or something. Yeah, you know, like, Roche has Prowler camp. Have, that's like, where it's been the whole time. Oh, they're going to bring, bring back the Prowler. <laughs> Giant just prowler. one huge <laughs> Prowler with, like, the AoE root or something. <laughs> no, they just, they make, like, seven different levels of Prowler and place every new <laughs> different size Prowler. And it's just so like one thing i think that like was big at, at ti was vision like a lot of the heroes were like you know monkey king and undying vision based i think they're going to change something with something with warding or something like that maybe make like a combination observer wards and sentry wards i've always thought that would be really? kind of interesting that like observer wards would see less but also see invis see like have true sight true. within them yeah what color would they be? Hmm. That's the real question. Uh, green. Yeah, it'd be green. Okay, that's good. That, yeah, that's green. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll probably get rid of like more wards. Haven't they been getting rid of most ward spots besides like the major ones now? Yeah, they used of. to have a lot more. I think yes. also like again as like people get better at the game, like all those ward spots become kind of like antiquated. Where it's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Like people don't ward there because like they know this spot or they know that spot. Yeah, um, I just yeah. Feel, I just feel like that's gonna be anti new player, yeah, which is true. like it's the it's the hardest thing to explain. Like how do, how do I ward? Whatever I want this ward, I'm just to like get here. the indicator of vision for wards. Can you imagine that? Like oh, when wow, you yeah. clicked on it and you can see like green for your vision. Mm-hmm. That just wasn't a thing. So we're currently it's being snowing. no. It's, is this it snowing? snowing? That's not, no, that's uh, it's hail or hail. rain well, and then some leaves. Yeah. Your gym's house is under attack. Good luck driving through the tornadoes on the way home. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, I'll be staying at gyms for another while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Anything else? Anyone else you want to see? Luxury vacation spots? We're talking weird uh, ward stuff. I mean, wards are supposed to be like plants. I think if you read the wards, they they, they sprouted in some suspicious king's garden. But like, (laughs) Yeah, whatever. If um, if you had a ward start with like a low vision and then grow over time, oh, that'd be so this is my hope that they're going. For, I I finally have an idea. Uh, <laughs> if you could like water a ward to make the vision grow, I think that'd be cool. They grow over time until they their um their uh, they expire. Yeah, yeah, until they expire. I like they that just, just generally. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Bottle. We'll do it like the Age of Mythologies Titan expansion, <laughs> where the the Oracle walks around the map, and, and once you once you stand somewhere, then your vision will grow. So so we'll have warps that are mobile that you can control, <laughs> but they can't go up cliffs, so they, they can only move around in areas that <laughs> no are cliff vision wards. No 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 flying vision wards. But then they, they once they stay somewhere, their vision will increase, and if you move them you again, their vision them. reduces. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. They, they start to grow roots, and their roots make them stronger, <laughs> and they're able to see more. Or you can trade that off by wanting to have more mobile vision. So you mm. can send this really slow ward to check out their triangle. Or well, their quadrangle. Like a, like a really bad Beastmaster Eagle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Beastmasters now be, become the better version of, of regular vision in Dota. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, sounds like we're, uh, we're coming up on time for this episode. Yep. Uh, I, we have an announcement to make. The WL OG. The WLDL 2021. Uh, we are starting it up. Uh, Aaron and I are the commissioners. Um, the administration is uh, me, Aaron, Sam, you. Yep. Uh, I'm not Sam just reading you. these names for the first time. Uh, Zach from Fourth Spirit. Uh, Yul Raven from the Yul Raven Herald Guardian Crusader League. Uh, Juvu, our in-house caster, and Alihu, our webmaster and technological wizard. Um, Sign-ups will start on October 20th and close on October 31st. Oh my gosh. At 1800 Eastern Standard Time. What is that in Zulu? Uh, I don't know. What is Zulu? Probably like credit being Minus four. Okay. Minus four, minus five. Minus four, let's go with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, league play will begin on November 3rd. League play is structured into six-day periods, beginning on Wednesdays, ending on Mondays, with Tuesdays reserved for scheduling. No games on Tuesdays, gentlemen. Or ladies. Or ladies, yeah, indeed. Uh, anyone who registers on www.wldleague.us, that's our website, uh, go there, register your team. Um, make sure you have read and understood the rules, uh, which the administration team has spent a lot of time working up. Um, we hope that it will be an exciting season, and we hope to see you all there. Uh, that's really the most important post-TI news. Like, now that TI is over, we can get into the real competitive Dota se- mm-hmm. season, uh, which begins with the WLDL. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a forty-one million dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When the when the pros are in the off season, we mm-hmm. come on season. It's like the XFL. They yes. totally won't drop the big map change patch right before like game three of the grand finals or anything. <laughs> no, no, no way. God forbid. Uh, if only that would happen. If only you could orchestrate that, like intentionally say this is a seven point two whatever patch, except for like elimination games. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, where should people go to sign up for this? Uh, The tournament website, www.wldleague.us. And we'll see you there. Come to our Discord. uh, Check out these other podcasts, which I just learned about. Fourth Spirit. and uh, Uh, Bottle Crow. Yeah. It's not about Dota. It it sometimes is. Greg's on there. We've... It's mostly about Greg. It's tangential. I will say no more. It is like Greg and Taco Bell uh, heavily slanted. It is that I am a subject of a podcast. I mean, Greg intentionally brought uh, mint M&M, mint Oreos for us, because I I said that I was a fan of mint Oreos on the podcast. Mm -hmm. We review different Oreo flavors when they come out sometimes. Almond M&Ms, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, we have like 50-ish Jackie Mao-based segments, and Arteezy-based segments, so... It's a little of something for nobody. Yeah. So, thank you for listening to uh, We Like to Episode 361, a, a Bottle Crow Reborn preview uh, episode. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.